you've heard me say this if you watch a lot of cell TV. If you still don't feel well, there's an upstream cause. No better place to look in your very home. Is your home toxic? Is it making you sick? Is it keeping you from getting well? Well, on this show, you're going to learn an affordable, effective way to test your living environment and see if this is why you still don't feel well. I believe every one of us need this test. And wait till you see what I discover in the show about my home that led me to even do a second show about this topic. So I can't wait for you to see this episode of Cell TV. Hello everyone, welcome to Cellular Healing TV. I'm Ashley Smith, and today we welcome Caroline Glazowski, who is also known as America's Healthy Home Expert. She's here to discuss simple ways to improve the wellness in your home, from how to test your home for toxins and mold, to ways to improve and even heal your environment. Caroline has more than 19 years of experience as a council certified mold remedi remediator and indoor environmentalist investigator, with a focus on working with physicians, homeowners, building professionals and the public to improve wellness through home environments. So let's get started and welcome Caroline Blazowski and of course, Dr. Pompa to the show. Welcome both of you. Hi guys. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Yeah, well, we, we love having you and uh, this topic, oh my goodness, you know, we are just getting blown out uh, because, you know, this is what we do on Cell TV. We, we talk about getting to upstream causative factors and no bigger than our homes, no bigger. Uh, this has been a, a recent topic on Cell TV because so many people are asking, how do I make my environment safer? What filtration units? But the test, the, the question of testing our homes, how do we know if we're in a safe environment? How do we test for mold? How do we test for chemicals? How do we know you're bringing the answer? 20 years of experience, Caroline. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited yeah. to be here. I, you know, I'd like to start with people's stories. Like, I mean, you know, you don't look like the, the person that I would expect to be the expert. Uh, and this is a compliment uh, in, you know, <laughs> testing chemicals in homes. I mean, how did you get here? It's been a long road, but um, back in my 20s, I had allergies, just like most people. And I worked in Manhattan in New York. And I started to just wonder what was causing it. And then, you know, you go to a typical physician and they give you a decongestant and they send you on your way. And I just, I was very inquisitive. I've always been the kind of person to get my hands into things and get to the bottom of things. So I had a background in communications and media, and then I just changed fields completely. And I went back for a complete overhaul in education and started working with mold. I did mold back 20 years ago when people used to look at me and say, my God, what are you talking about? You're crazy that mold makes people sick, but that's mm. my passion. And I liked it. And I, it just yeah. grew and grew and grew. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, look, I've been teaching and talking about detox for 20 years and you've been you're teaching <laughs> testing and how to know for our environment. This is the perfect combination, man. You got to share this show. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, um, okay. So let, let's start with the basics. You know, I'm not sure what shows people saw. So um, it's estimated that indoor air is, you know, four to seven times more toxic than outdoor air. Talk a little bit about that because this is a big issue. And then we can talk about how this is impacting beyond allergies in people's health. 
So there's so many things that can go wrong in a house. That's the first thing. But what I want people to realize is whether you live in New York City or you live in a suburb or you live in the country, you can really create the environment that you want. It's a misconception that people often say, oh, if I move to the country, I'll be healthier. Mm -hmm. That's a misconception. You can actually be exposed to more particulates, smoke, pesticide out in the country than you can in 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 a very populated area. So studying homes for 20 years, I've worked with people all over the country. And what's so interesting is you can go to Pahrumpt, Nevada, and still have 250 volatiles in your home, even though you've tried to avoid everything altogether. So these things have become prevalent in our society, that we carry them with us as we go, and not to scare people, but the chemicals that we are exposed to and dander and proteins, we carry them on us and we exchange them with other people. So we're in this community together. And so it's important that we all start making our homes better to influence other people and work together as a community to sort of impact um, each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's great. So what are we talking about here? When we're talking about chemicals in our home, there's a lot more than we talk about. I mean, a lot more things that we don't realize, right? So people look at dust and they want filtration because of dust. But talk about what's in that dust. I mean, there's a lot of things that can drive inflammation and make us not feel well. And really, people watching this right now, they just want to make sure their environment's safe because they don't feel well and they want to make sure their environment's not causing it. What is in the dust? So dust is a combination of a lot of things. It's particulate, but there's also dander. And so we shed dander. You and I are not hyperallergenic. So we're shedding dander all the time. And what happens is this stuff builds up in our homes. And if we don't know how to clean properly or we don't know how to vacuum, and there are, there are methods to do this effectively, and a lot of people just don't understand it or just we're not educated on it. So we want to get rid of this dander, but we often blame pets, right? We say, oh, people have pets. That's where the dander is, and it's not. We're all accumulating that dander, so we have to clean effectively. Right. But, but it's the pets and the people, right? I mean, all of it, you know, is there. And then... The, the, the chemicals that are in the home are, are there as well, right? So, of course, you have, you know, running laundry every day, people using regular laundry detergents, your dishwasher, uh, bringing right. things in with flame retardants. You know, there's a certain level of chemicals from the building materials. All of that ends up in your air and in your dust. Exactly. So you've got every product that you bring into a house. For example, if you have your soap, your detergents, even wine, people who store wine, people who use bacterial wipes, people who decide that maybe they are um, avid plant, you know, uh, uh, agriculturists, painters, all of these things accumulate in your house. Everything that you bring in puts off a volatile organic or a VOC. And what we want to look for are the levels of VOCs in homes. And there's a certain level, I like to go with 500 nanograms per liter, which means nothing to anyone, but that's the standard that I use as a, as a health range. I want to see everybody under that range. And the closer, or, the, or if you're feeling that you have health issues, I like you to be even lower, but 500. Yeah. Most homes are coming in in the United States around 1,500 to 2,000. Um, and the chemical load that we're exposed to is just amazing. You know, if you have open paint cans in your home, that's a really big one. People often think, oh, I've got two, three paint cans in the corner. It's not bothering anyone. The top is sealed. It's not. That's always continually outgassing. So all of these things that we store in our homes just create havoc. And so then you get high volatile organics, and then you get high dander counts, and then you get high mold counts. And then you've got someone who's sick and, and doesn't feel well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it, the, I, again, if I was watching the show and I, I know my viewers very well, you know, their big question is, okay, you all could 
talk about what's in it. I really don't care. All I want to know is, is my home safe for me? And if it isn't, how do I make it safe, right? And, you know, we've done shows on my filtration. We're going to do more of those shows. <laughs> but let's talk about that. You have been testing homes and doing this for 20 years. You know, I mean, there's so many, so much controversy about mold testing, this type That's of right. testing. You've kind of went through it all. And, right. you know, you've put together what I believe is the most cost-effective, uh, inexpensive test that looks at all of these parameters correctly. So let's talk about that. What, how do we test for these things? And what does that testing look like? Where do we start? Okay. So um, the first thing I like to talk about mold, and even though it gets overplayed a lot, I like to clarify things because I think it gets really misunderstood. I agree. So I agree. Molds do three things. They're the fuzzy thing you see growing in your shower or on a piece mm -hmm. of fruit, right? That has a protein and also a beta-glucan, which causes inflammation in the body, one. Two, molds also produce volatile organic compounds. Just like right. we were talking about paints producing VOCs, molds also do as well. So that's like smoking. I always say the, it's the mold smoking cigarettes in your house. It's putting off this VOC into the air. Thirdly, if you have toxic mold that we often hear about, produces the mycotoxin. Right. So if you get this great combination going with this mold, then you basically create health issues. That's how it all transpires. There's three different ways to test for mold. Um, and one is to take a spore trap, which is an air sample. Another one is to take a VOC sample. So people often say, well, what if I have mold and it's in the walls? I don't see it, but I'm sick. It might be behind my bathroom shower. That's when the VOC test comes in. We actually can take the gas from mold, test for the gas itself, and then parlay it to a level to find out if you may have mold behind the wall, which is fascinating. It's, I mean, mm. we've been doing this for years, but most companies don't do it. Um, the other thing that you can do is also do a mycotoxin test, and that's looking at all the levels of mycotoxins. So say you have a mold issue that we can't find. If the mycotoxin's high in the home, we can correlate it back and see if there is something that we're missing. So with those different types of trifectas of testing, we can really achieve a pretty good analysis as to whether you have a mold issue. Yeah, and mold's and, the hardest. Um, so I, I appreciate that. So just for yeah. people to be clear, you know, mold produces a spore. Yeah, you can do an air trap and collect the spore. Um, but uh, there's, and I know you do this too, you test the outside air and the inside air because you Correct. could be getting a lot of spores uh, that That's are moving. Right. Every house has mold, right? So yeah. we're gonna, you're going to compare that, but you're taking it to another level uh, in testing the VOC, the volatile Correct. organic compound. That's that smell. I, I have a nose for mold. I go, <laughs> there's mold. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm smelling the VOC, right? That's what I'm smelling. Right. But obviously you're testing it even better than my nose, you know, because that gas that's given off, you're going to pick up if you have mold behind the wall, which is awesome. And then you're testing for the mycotoxin, aka biotoxin, that right. the really lethal molds put off that make people really sick. So looking at all three ways in your experience has been the best way to do it. Exactly. And you don't, not everybody needs all three tests. Usually it's a matter of one or two. What's interesting about our VOC test, which we do, um, volatile organic compounds, we obviously look at chemicals in our VOC test, which is called the PREDICT, but we also look at the MVOC in that test, which is interesting. So we do a VOC panel, but at the same time, when we pull your air sample, we'll also look for a VOC so, from mold. So I'm kind of, um, I'm putting it, I'm doing a double check. So if you do a, a standard mold test and it comes back negative, I automatically go to a VOC test where I'll run the VOC behind, behind it or next to it so I can see if there's anything we're missing. Okay. So it's, it, which 
is great. So I'm looking at your VOCs and mold at the same time, and I'm assessing that. I, I love that. And, you know, I, I have to say this here early in the show. I, you know, when I immediately saw all of the testing that you're doing, and of course, you know, I work with people who are very sick and challenged, and um, oftentimes they're bringing in experts, you know, $2,000 and more to figure out if their home's safe. Mm-hmm. One of the first questions I asked after I saw what test you're running was, how much is the test if they do everything? And you told me $450. And I was like, that, that is the best price for this testing I've ever seen. I think that's the test behind you on the right, on your right. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, and that's our examiner. Now that one, and that's examiner.com. They can go and look at it too. It's a separate, um, we have a separate website for it all together. But they, that's molds. That will be your dander counts. It'll tell me your dust mite levels, how well you're cleaning. That's going to tell me your particulate if you choose the option to do a particulate sample. And those are things that range from you know, feathers, cellulose, fiberglass, things that get into your environment from building construction, ash, fireplaces. If your fireplace is back is backflowing and you're getting stuff that can be coming back and making you mm-hmm. sick and not even realizing it, we can pick that up. So there's a lot in there. And then the VOC test is separate. But that's the one I usually start with because it gives me a really good assessment as to what's going on at first, you know, how well they're cleaning and what else is going on in the air that could be contributing. Yeah, and, and Revelation Health is going to carry uh, all of the testing um, that, that you offer. And, uh, and my doctors, uh, if you are a client of one of my doctors, ask them because they may be carrying it too. And I'm sure like us, they will give you some type of a discount or some type of code or something to, to right. get the test. So, you know, people are going to want to want to get the test, but okay. So, um, I don't know if I, I thought I just muted my mic there. I apologize. But anyway, <laughs> I whacked it with my hand. I got so excited. Uh, the, um, you know, I, I think when we look at mold testing too, and, and this is one of the big criticisms that I have is that, uh, you get people that you just know are in exposure and they have an expert come out they do a few tests, an air sample, maybe a tape test. Uh, it's clear when in fact mm-hmm. it is behind the walls. So having that three parameter way of looking at it um, is a, a really, really accurate way of doing it. Now, the, the other, other big problem, go the ahead. The other thing, it, you know, I just want to add is that these things can go both ways too. You know, we, we talk a lot about, you'll probably hear, hear about the ERMI test, right? A lot of people I was say, just going to ask that, yeah. Yeah, I'm, and I go both ways. So I've seen the ERMI work tremendously well, and I've also seen it work not so well. And people have to understand what the ERMI is. ERMI was always used for educational purposes. It wasn't meant to be testing. I feel that the fundamental behind it is, um, it wasn't really based on science. It was based on, well, someone has a lot of mold, someone doesn't. How do we determine that? So that was one thing with it. And the other thing with an ERMI is that it's not necessarily giving you a true score count. It's giving you pieces of DNA that they, they group together into a, into a, to call it a spore. So what happens is we track DNA from mold in all the time. If you go running down the road and you walk through the grass, you bring it in. So I've seen it happen where you get false positives and false negatives. So what you really have. I've seen it too. You know, it's, it's almost a, it's like a better history of what the house has been exposed Exposed to. to. Right. It can be. 
Yeah. Or it can come in but, from other places too. Yeah, ex exactly. Now that's why I always say if you get the army, get it, uh, some type of air samples as well. Exactly. Out, outside, inside, compare the two. If there's a correlation, if you stack the boxers on both high, right, then maybe right. then that's I would look into it. Yeah, that's how exactly. I've dealt with that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's absolutely right. And I think, um, and that's why I like this test because it gives us a basic overall. And then if we see nothing and we still suspect mold, then we do a VOC, which is going to look at chemical load anyway. So when you're looking at patients, you want to look at, okay, what are they exposed to on a mold level? But chemicals, what are we exposed to on a chemical level? Because we know that that's going to promote even more inflammation. Right. And so then I double check it and it works real effectively. So you're running more information, but you're not repeating something unnecessarily. Well, you know, and, and I've had it so many times too, where, okay, we, we think it's mold, we think it's mold. And it ends up being an, another toxic source or something right. else in the house, right. like to your point, high dander levels uh, <laughs> causing inflammation. And, you know, whether it's mold or dander levels or another chemical in your home, it will drive inflammation. And now you that's don't absolutely. sleep as well in that home. You don't feel as well in that home. So, you know, that's the thing I like about testing everything like you're doing, because it may not be what you think. It's absolutely. And a lot of people, I get clients all the time. They're like, I'm sure I have a mold issue. I'm sure I have a mold issue. And I try to explain to them, we're talking about there's formaldehyde in homes. There are volatile yeah. organics. You're talking about could be radon issues. You have water issues. I mean, there's so much more than just mold. And usually when it's just mold by itself, you're typically not going to be sick. It's you, when you start looking at houses and people who have mold exposure and are sick, they also had high volatile organics. They also had high pesticide exposure. Mm -hmm. So it's not just one thing. And I need people to really understand that. It's well, not you know what's funny. Go down. Absolutely. Sorry. Because here, here's the point. I mean, of course, everybody has dander, everybody has mold in their house, everybody has chemicals, right? So there's a certain point that creates sickness. Now, it's funny mm -hmm. because I'm an expert in, in the body and what makes people sick. And, and I, I make an analogy of the perfect storm, you know, meaning that we've all had heavy metal exposures in our life and still do. We all have had mold exposures. We've all, but it's when I hear a sick person's story, it's this perfect storm. It's right. they've already accumulated a certain amount of heavy metals and they are living now in a mold exposure higher than normal. And then they get the emotional trauma or it can be two chemicals in, a, in an emotional right. or two physicals. But the point is, is it's three stressors that come together. That's and, it. Trifecta. And, and, yeah. Yeah, and then that creates the perfect storm. The genes get triggered and now you're sick. And That's what it. I do is I basically peel it back and look for those stressors. Your home could be part of that stressor. But you talk about the trifecta in the home yep. the same way I talk about it in the yeah. body. Isn't that amazing though? But yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's incredible to put the two of us together because what it's showing is that however that exposure happens, once it does, you've got to monitor your food and monitor your environment. And that doesn't mean I want you to live in a bubble. I, absolutely not. Yeah. I want you to come home to a place where your body can sort of decompress from everything that you're exposed to at work. People work in bad environments. You, you know, you go to the grocery store, you think they don't have mold at the grocery store. Of course they do, right? So you're exposed to all of this, but you don't need to come home to it. Your body needs to decompress and be in a good environment so we can go back out in the day and, you know, have offenders and then come back and decompress again and get rid of it and detox. Absolutely. So to your point, it's, you know, it's this trifecta in the home that obviously then creates a problem. High dander, too high a mold, too high a VSC, 
bam, now it's mm -hmm. unlivable. So when you assess this test, kind of give us a way how you assess it. Because again, you're going to see these, all of these things in everybody's home. And I know you said about 500, but mm -hmm. you know, wait, you know, I'm 500 on one thing, but not other things. Is it, you know, how bad is my home? How do you assess this test? Well, I usually look at with TVOCs, when we're looking at chemical load, those are things like benzene, toluene, you know, how much gasoline you're exposed to. Um, maybe you drink wine in the house and you have exposure to volatiles that way. Um, disinfection wipes, those are huge. People love to use disinfection wipes. And let me tell you, they are the worst offender in indoor air quality that you we can don't imagine. use them. We don't use so, them. They're terrible. They leave behind D-limonene, um, which is a, you know, a citrus-based um, volatile organic, and they really create a lot of havoc. So I try to tell people, stop using them like crazy. Don't use them all over the house because your VOCs quickly get up to 1,500 just from disinfection wipes. What's interesting about the VOC test, Dr. Pompa, is you can see everything people are doing in their house. It's almost yeah. scary. It's like I, tell, I talk to my client. I'm like, oh, you, know, you drink wine a lot. They're like, how do you know that? Um, you're using the disinfection wipes, you have mothballs, you have gun solvent, all of this, when you start to know the compounds, it puts together this picture and you know your clients so well. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Wow. And people get freaked out. They're like, oh my God, how do you know this about me? It's like CSI, but that's what it is. And so it tells me, they don't need to tell me, I can see what they're doing and I can tell if they're lying. Like I'll say, oh, you're using disinfection wipes. They go, no, I don't. And the husband will say, I don't use that. And the wife has them stored from, you know, Costco underneath the cabinet where there's big barrels of these disinfection wipes and they don't even know that they're there. So it's, it's really fascinating what you can find out and, wow. and know about. So I mean, and that brings me to the next question, because I mean, part of the solution is, okay, um, you see these high levels, uh, then obviously you're, we're backtracking into where, where are these exposures coming from? And you already started talking about some of the surprising ones, right? Like, you know, right. like that. Um, I, you know, I, we don't, in our home, we don't use any regular cleaners, right? We use all, yeah. you know, plant-based types of cleaners, but, but, detergents. but, but, but I want to say this because something green does not mean it's healthy. People think that, oh, I use green cleaner. I use essential oils. That's okay. Absolutely not. Adds to your VOC level, puts you over the edge, stresses the body. So for volatile organics, I want to say if you're using an essential oil, you only want to use it 15 minutes a day. You cannot put it in a diffuser and let it run rampant because your volatile organics climb. Formaldehyde is a naturally occurring thing. People get worried about it, but it's in wood products. It's naturally occurring. doesn't mean it's good for you. Same thing, delimining, a lot of the essential oils, um, pinene, which is pine, which comes from you know building products. All that's natural, but that doesn't mean it's good for you in high concentration. Well, you know, especially because we're, we build homes that are just totally sealed up. That's right. And those things build up over time. And, right. uh, and that becomes a, a real problem. And, and people don't realize they do it. You know, they're not realizing their essential oil can contribute to that. They just think, oh, it's natural. It's okay. What's your, fav what's your favorite cleaner uh, that you use day in, day out? I mean, most of my clients, I really recommend you use a mild detergent if you need it. I like OxyBoost products. Natural Choices is a line. Um, I like the Sun and Earth line. You know, very mild stuff. I mean, I clean my whole house. I'm, I'm a neat freak by nature. So, you know, vinegar and water goes a long way. I mean, you really yeah, don't no, need I, to use all, all these cleaning products. It's, you know, you want to I try hate, to stay I hate fragrances them. and, you know, yeah, they're, they're the biggest <laughs> culprits, actually. But, you know, it's funny because even the natural things like Myers, they lo they're loading them up with unhealthy fragrances. And right. because they, they did a, a study that people would look at a very obvious, dirty, dirtier shirt 
versus obviously more clean shirt, but one had scent and the other didn't. And they said, which is cleaner? And people did this and they went over this as opposed to the visual and they would pick the nine times out of 10, they'd pick the dirtier looking shirt because it smelled fresh. Isn't <laughs> that great? That. Oh my gosh. You don't even get me started on fragrance. I'm so, yeah, I, I see, tell all my clients, no, no. Okay. Well, you went into my next question because, okay, everybody, I've been in the homes and I, you know who you are out there. Okay. So, you know, they have all of the <laughs> fragrance things everywhere. It's the candles, it's the plugins. It's that, first of all, I go, uh, what are they covering up? Because typically it's a mold, nasty odor, a damp odor, right? So they have a mold problem. But talk about the homes you've tested with all the air fresheners and fragrances. Yeah, so your house should smell benign. It really shouldn't smell like anything. And if it starts to smell like something, then you need to investigate what that is. If it's a chemical, if it's mold, pet, all of that is a sign that something's not right. So don't cover it with a fragrance. I'm okay if you want to use fragrance, something natural, maybe some lemon, a cinnamon stick, 15 minutes a day to just freshen air. I'm okay with that. You can't be using these things that are continuous. They launch your volatiles up and cause problems. Even natural ones do. Then the other ones can contain things like benzene, toluene, all your petroleum families. And those, you know, are obviously linked to carcinogenic um, situations. So you, you know, you really have to watch the fragrance. It's really, really unhealthy. It's not as good for you as you think it is. And you really have to moderate it. So if you're someone who's a fragrance person, 15 minutes a day is my guideline. Well, you know, and again, I've been in homes where, uh, you know, the couch is, uh, will just be nice and be say very old and, you know, you can see it, you know, and then you, you know, you, you sit on it gently and, you know, it, it still creates the little the thing. I have a nose like, you know, like an animal. I do too. I, I, do too. I, I get, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this thing is, you know, so I mean, I, furniture, old furniture must be like major culprits to some of these danders and off gas, yes. you know. It's the it's dander, it's dust mites. I mean, you got to remember, dust mites are like little creatures, and they produce proteins that cause inflammation. So, yeah. you know, all of these things, I look at the body as I want it to be have as low inflammation as possible. And for any disease state, that makes sense, right? Oh you no, don't, absolutely. So, if you, what I find is when people are chronically sick, and I reduce their VOCs, they feel better. Of and course. it's not necessarily that maybe the issue goes away, but the volatile organics are your body's got to clear all of that stuff. So the harder it has to work, and if you already are compromised in some capacity, reducing the VOCs takes the inflammation away, and then the symptoms feel better. So it's so important. I mean, I have story after story about people who were sick and had issues, and we fix things in the home, and they get better. I mean, this isn't like made-up stuff. This is legit science. This is the problem. We fixed it. The symptoms went away. I train doctors and they'll put people on a lot of, not the doctors I train, but right. any in functional medicine. They run thousands of dollars worth of tests, all the new genetic testing and, you know, and they're putting people on all of the supplements for the testing and they've never asked them about silver fillings in their mouth that are vaporizing mercury in their brain. They never asked them about their environment, their home, that they're going in every day. And you're 100% right. You know, we have a stress bucket. And when that bucket gets full, and genetically, yeah, we have different size, but when it gets full and starts going over, good luck, you know, yep. but you have, what I found, and this is to your point, what I found is once that bucket gets full, you have to deal with the person's day in, day in environment, where they're sleeping for eight hours a night, That's you right. better make sure that environment is clean. 
and, and that's why I've done shows on even EMF now. EMF is a new toxicity that we have to deal with. It fills your bucket. But the air that we're breathing, this dust that contains all of these things that we're talking about, you better deal with that. If your goal is to feel better, you have to empty that stress bucket. And your internal environment is a big part of it. That's absolutely right. And yeah. I, I want to say too, and, I, and this is something that I, I saved for your show. It's something new that we've been doing that, that nobody even knows. I was one of the first people in the country to do this on, you know, be known to me and the indoor air quality association. Um, we, I'm the first one to do it, but you know, we started looking at glyphosate, which was a big issue. We were testing it in water for years to find out. And for your you know, people watching glyphosate is roundup. Uh, we were watching it in water, which was an easier test to do. But last year was the first time I actually tested it in air quality. And I had a, a, a client who was very sick, had cancer, lymphoma, and they swore, they said, you know, I really think it's here. And they pushed me, which was kind of nice, right? My client pushed me to expand, expand out of my realm uh, and go into something else. And so I said, okay, well, we'll test the water. The water was fine. The glyphosate came back. I took a filter. First time we've ever done this. We sent to a lab um, that we specially designed to have this filter tested for glyphosate, which was never done before. Mm. And sure enough, it came back on the filter. It came wow. back uh, 110 parts per billion. And and also with AMFA, which is the metabolite that breaks down from glyphosate breaks down, which told me that it had been there for a while. Right. My client was not using it, but the neighbors were using it. Wow. So what's That's... so profound, and, and I, I, I don't mean to cut you off, I want to say that we are so interconnected as a society, and what we are all doing impacts each other. And so we really have to look at this and say, okay, how I know I'm using something, but it really makes someone else sick too. And I think we have to come together as a collective and say, look, we want a better world. And, and maybe this is kind of, you know, idealistic, but I think we need to understand that what we do to each other affects each other. That's a perfect oh. example. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I want people to understand that glyphosate, obviously now you see the commercials, right? I've been talking about glyphosate for 10 years and <laughs> no one was listening, you know, but one of the things it does is it opens up the blood brain barrier and the gut barrier. So the toxins that you're exposed to now become more lethal because the glyphosate opens it up and now it's crossing into your brain. Stephanie Seneff, um, 2012 study, she's a senior scientist at MIT. Uh, that study showed that, that she believes that this massive rise in neurodegenerative conditions from Parkinson's, dementia, Alzheimer's, autism, um, she believes that the chemicals that we're being exposed to daily and even from utero that are in us, that the glyphosate's opening up and allowing them to go deeper into the brain. And again, it's no doubt opening up our gut, leading to the leaky gut, um, the food allergies, the food intolerances. So uh, your test is now testing for that in the air. Yeah. yeah. And, and by the way, I want to point out, you just said something though, because um, we have people that want to get their water tested and you do that as well, correct? Mm -hmm. We basically uh, handle everything, you know, pertaining to the home so right. if you want to test for whatever and not, and let me reiterate not everybody needs every test what i do is i try to say do one test a year unless you're sick and you really got something going on right. that we really need to assess but start by doing one thing a year and put yourself on a regimen just like you go with your blood test well this year i'll do mold next year i'll do vocs next year i'll do radon and then you have a really good assessment as you move forward that your house is healthy and a lot of the things don't have to re be repeated. I mean, mold, um, I'm, a, I'm an advocate of repeating it every three years at least because yeah. you want to know, if not more frequently. Well, I'm so um, glad that you were recommended to us. And by, you know, by the time this show airs, we're going to have all of your testing 
you know, on the Revelation Help website. And um, I mean, it's a, you know, a real, and I'm going to, I'm going to use every one of your tests. Of course, I've done different tests, but I'm going to run every one of them. We'll do a, we'll do a post shot. Uh, I'm willing to expose, right? Like, hey, things I miss. I, you know, I, I am. We'll know I, if like, Dr. Pompa's lying. No, right. No, hey, I'll be the first to be like, I didn't see it. I didn't know, right? Uh, so, no, it, it's fun for me, honestly, because I'm all about discovery. You know, I learned everything doing things, um, you know, from pain to purpose is my story. You know, it's yeah. like, so, uh, but, you know, I, I really believe so strongly in uh, the only way to get your health back is to look upstream, get rid of everything that's upstream, uh, uh, you know, in, in your home, your air in your home is part of what could be upstream, keeping you sick, not healing. So I, I want everyone to hear that very clearly. So your water and air are two, two places that absolutely affect you. And you may not be drinking your water at home. Um, that's one of the reasons why I have whole water filtration, house filtration, because you're showering in it in your dishwasher and everything. And also water, um, people think you have to drink it and they often say, well, I don't drink my water, but you shower in it every day. And a lot mm -hmm. of these contaminants go right into your body. So, you know, arsenic can go right in through your bloodstream, through your skin. Your skin's your largest bodily organ. So all of these things, whether you put lotion on your skin, you forget your body absorbs it all. It goes right into your bloodstream within 20 seconds. So people think, you know, before you put something on your skin, go, do I really want to put this on? It doesn't mean that I don't want you to use things. I mean, I use makeup, I use hair products. But I think about what I'm doing. I try to balance every day and say, okay, well, I'm going to do this now, but maybe for two weeks, I'm not going to do it, right? So it's just a balance that you constantly have to achieve. And it's really important to do it. Yeah. Man, air quality. I actually do worry about my air quality because we live above, well, Salt Lake's down here, which is one of the most toxic places on the planet because of inversion. It gets trapped in trapped. the pollutants, right? And now we live up here. But every once in a while, a little bit can seep up. You could, I mean, you, you literally, you see, you go halfway down the mountain at about 4,000 feet and you literally see the air change, right? It's like, but every once in a while, I see it coming up close and I get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I tell people too, it's like, so when you, what we found with particulate and, they, and I went back to school at University of Southern California. I went to Keck School of Medicine. Um, and I took classes in public health and I'm working towards my MPH. I, you know, I had to do continuing yet anyway. So I figured I might as well go there because I really liked their, uh, their program. And what we found is a lot of the studies showed that high particulate level increased disease states. So for example, if you had the APOE4 gene for Alzheimer's and you were, they took mice and exposed them to high levels of particulate, they grew the amyloid plaque much quicker. Um, also, when people have cardiovascular disease, if you expose them to higher concentrations of um, particulate matter, and particulate matter for people, it's, it's your pollution level. So if you live in the city, right, you're going to have all this particulate that affects you. So what I recommend to my clients is uh, 65 and over always need HEPA filtration. That's going to help improve your cardiovascular function much more effectively. They did studies in Sweden and all over. Um, you know, that basically shows if you use HEPA filtration, your cardiovascular function will improve more than medication, which I think is huge. So over 65 HEPA filtration, and you've got to make sure you're changing these filters. So you have to follow the instructions on a filter. So I have a lot of clients who go, I have filters all over my house. And then when I test the filters holding that debris, right? You're not getting rid of that. That's a no, no. You can make your problems significantly worse with filtration if you don't utilize it properly. Yeah. So you've got to follow the instructions. Most of the time, I don't even recommend filtration. I, HEPA, I will, but I don't want people storing this stuff in the corner. And when I test the air, it still is in your airstream. So you really want to get rid of the toxins, get rid of the stuff and make it, 
healthy to begin with. And yeah. then we can supplement it. Uh, and I agree. And I'm, I'm going to do a whole show after this one on air filtration, right? Because there's some new technology there too. But I agree yep. with you 100% on that, or I see the same mistakes with air filtration. So I want to do a whole show on that. But to your That's point, good. our number one of my five R's of how you get well, how you fix a cell, right? Yeah. It is removing the sources. And, you know, you can do all that. But if you have a source in your home, you have to get rid of it. And therefore, starting with the testing is the way to go. Yeah. That way, yeah. because then you know what you're looking for. Now, let me ask you something about the test. Does the test, okay, it might, let's just say it shows um, a high level of, you know, X chemical, right? Right. Does it give you an idea of where X chemical could be coming yeah. from? Yeah. So what we do is we break down the top 20 contaminants because when you do a VOC, you've got all these VOCs in there, right. but we take the largest offenders and we reduce those. So for example, say you have cans of paint in the corner and your volatiles come back at 1500, 300 of those volatile organics are coming from paint cans. So we break that down for you and show you. So if you take those off, now you're at, you know, 800, let's just say by removing 350 volatiles, if you're at, you know, 1200 or something. So we, we show you how to exactly take those off to get that number lower. And once you do that, I mean, you don't really have to test volatiles again, you know, as long as you don't start introducing stuff back into the environment, um, you should be fine. And I allow you a certain amount of, you know, stuff. It's not like I'm saying, hey, live in a bubble. I don't want you to have anything. It's not even possible. I mean, people who go live in the middle of nowhere, I have chemically sensitive clients that said, I'm going to go live in Frumps, Nevada. I don't want to be exposed to chemicals. I don't feel well around them. They're still exposed to 250 volatile organics yeah. because gasoline is prevalent. It's, we carry it with us. Gasoline, like if you go to a pump and you pump gas, you are covered in gasoline vapor. Right. You're covered in that volatile. Not, you don't have to touch it. It doesn't have to leak out of your car. Just simply the vapor gets on your clothing. Then yeah, what do you do? You go home and you sit on your couch. Then yeah. your pet sits there. So all of this gets transferred all over you know, the world. And we basically have these things in our environments all the time. Yeah, and I want to point out to people, it's like, look, it, to your point, it's unavoidable to a certain point. So we have to deal with what we can control, we have to control. You know, right. I didn't know about paint cans. I thought if they were sealed, why would they off gas? I, I right. taught me something. I had no idea. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of my clients still come and they say, I have that brain fog feeling. Nine out of 10 times, it's the paint cans. Everyone is storing paint cans and they feel I, I, stoned. I have paint cans that I'm going to, I have some <laughs> stored downstairs in my, That's it. I have to get rid of them. It comes all the way upstairs. So if I take an air, you know, it's in a basement and I take an air sample, it's there. So, you know, and then people go, I, I walk around, I feel stoned. I, I'm not clear. I said, take your paint cans out of the house for a week. Then call me back and tell me how you feel. And they go, oh my God, my brain fog cleared up. So and I, I can put them in my garage. I mean, there's obviously way more ventilation. There. As long as it's not, ex if it's connected to the house, anything that's connected to your house, picture your house is like a big bucket. So yeah. everything that's connected, it goes through the walls. It doesn't, it doesn't stay in their garage because you put it in there. It goes so, I mean, what, so where do you put them? I mean, shed. You need a shed, outside shed, or a storage unit. I have a storage unit, like a, a heat, you know, one that has heat and air conditioning. So we put all of our stuff in a storage. And I mean, look, I do this for a living. So like my house, I don't have any of this stuff. I live exactly like you do. I live this way. You know, that's my life. I'm sorry. Yeah. But um, I- Well, I my live, life was really I, good until I discovered paint cans, okay? <laughs> you know, now, now I'm going to- you know, I, I, I almost want to measure my house before and after my paint can. We're going to have to you do can. part two, Dr. Papa's paint can discovery. It's amazing and to see, you know, the changes, um, you know, when people start changing things and it, it's just, it's incredible. And I can really see stuff. So, you know, 
There's so no now I want to develop these boxes that we put in our garage that uh, that seal, like that have no way of uh, you know this is this is there's a market here I, i'm just yeah. making another business idea something <laughs> that something that like we need anymore <laughs> like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I, come on Joe. yeah you shouldn't be the one to do that though because you're like oh you're telling me and then you develop this right yes yeah, so. I, I would love i would love it i would love it i mean yeah. I, I listen i got into this business to help people i i've been fortunate to make a career 20 years of being in business and you know, it's, it's not about the money for me. It is about making a difference in people's lives. It always has been. And I'm fortunate to do something that I love. And it's fun. I mean, it really yeah. is fun. No, I love it too. I, I love making a difference. I love exposing these things like that, like paint cans. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been exposing people about their darn laundry detergent for years and their dishwashing detergent that gets on your plates and your food. I mean, my gosh, you're eating this stuff, right? So. Oh, it's so bad, right? Yeah, it's, it's and you so don't bad. think about it. And once you start thinking about it, then it opens up all these other things and you're like, it's yeah, no, I'm going to have to change it to the toxic top 11 because I have to add paint cans to it, you know, so <laughs> I have to rewrite my article, but no, that's great information. I, I like, I'm so, I feel blessed. I'm telling you, we're going to do a part two where Dr. Papa tests his home. And um, I, I love it. I love tell it. My, my story. So, uh, well, Caroline, thank you so much for your testing. Thank you for making it affordable. Thank you for making it available. And, you know, what a blessing because this has been a missing piece of the puzzle where we can go to one place and get everything yeah. we need and done right. So I appreciate that. Exactly. And thank you for having me. It's so, yeah. it's so fun to be here. And uh, I want to, I want to tell you a quick story when I yeah. started out. So I, when I first started out and you know, I was getting my bearings and um, I started testing homes and I started my first, I think it was like my first or second client. I, she was really sick and she's like, I'm so sick in my home. Nobody can figure out what's wrong with me. And I said, okay. I said, so we'll do some volatile organic testing. And I think at the time it came back that she had methylene chloride, which is a, it's associated a lot with gun solvent. So when people clean guns in the house and they uh, store guns in the house, that's a big thing. So it easily builds up. So I said, look, there's other chemicals here too that indicate that somebody has a gun in the home or there may be a gun in the home. And she said, I don't know who you are, but you're a fraud and you're making this up and you're, and I was just like, I'm right out of the, the gate, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, but I think I'm right. And, I, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm, am I in the right career? Like, what am I doing? And I said, you know, I talked to the lab. I said, I really think there's a gun here. And they're like, you can't, you know, you can't influence them. They're just going to have to deal with it. And she was just so, you know, it just upset me. So she calls me two weeks later and she goes, I want to apologize. She goes, my husband was cleaning guns and she goes, we have a gun. I never knew we had it. And we we're storing it. He was storing it under the bed mm. and she was getting so sick from the solvent, took it out and she got better. And after that, she referred clients to me. <laughs> it was, but those kind of stories, I mean, they're just, I have thousands of them and, you know, people have to realize everything you do in that house can affect you. So wow. you have to think. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. <laughs> yeah. It wakes me up to another level that that's for sure. And, uh, you know, we, you need to test your homes. This is where we spend our time. And if you want to get well, be well, uh, downregulate inflammation, which is the cause of all disease, arguably, uh, yeah. then we, we have to pay attention uh, to these things that we're living in every day. So there you go. Yeah. Appreciate it. This is great yeah. information. Great testing. We'll put the links here, folks, uh, that you can get the testing um, with a great discount. Thank you for that, Caroline. And um, we'll have it on our website. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. This episode was brought to you by Cyto Detox. 
please check it out at buycytonow.com. We'll be back next week and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. We truly appreciate your support. You can always find us at cellularhealing.tv and please remember to spread the love by liking, subscribing, giving an iTunes review, and sharing the show with anyone you think may benefit from the information heard here. And as always, thanks for listening.